All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Thursday, February 8th of 2024. And looking ahead, we have a seven-game NBA main slate tonight. We have a seven-game NHL slate, and then golf teed off earlier this morning. So good luck to all of you in your golf contest this weekend. Uh, so it should be a fun day to sweat DFS all day. Uh, Thursdays are one of my favorite day of the week. But for those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I am one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. This is a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions. You get your questions in one of three ways here. First off, send us an email, support at sabersim.com. Second, post it live in the YouTube chat. Third way, post it in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord and want to get access to that channel, there is a link in the description of this video. You get access to our similar channels, individual sport channels, and you get access to the rest of the SaberSim team here. So can't say enough good things about the Discord. But with that said, we're going to get the app pulled up here. And as always, uh, this week especially, just want to make a quick announcement. Office Hours is moving from 2 p.m. Eastern to 4 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, starting next Monday after the Super Bowl. And then we are adding a Saturday show. At, um, Saturdays are going to be at 11 a.m. Eastern time, starting this Saturday before the Super Bowl. So be on the lookout for those changes here. And I'm going to keep mentioning it at the beginning and start of every show this week, just to make sure everyone is aware. But with that said, let's jump right in here. And first question from Jay Sams Jr., so it looks like question says, uh, what positions would be positively correlated in basketball together? And actually, you know, this isn't something I know off the top of my head, but this is something that you can find out in the app, right? So the easiest thing to do here is to just go into an app, click on any player, right? And then their correlation graph is going to load here. And then this will tell you not only who they're correlated to on their team, but who they're also correlated to on the other team. Like, Hey, if this is, you know, a shootout and, you know, Luca's shooting on one side, you know, is Paolo Banchero, you know, doing well on the other side because they, the, the magic here have to respond to how high scoring the Dallas team is, 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 uh, is playing. Right. So they're definitely like some back and forth there about, you know, game stacking right so that's another great thing is like these aren't just the correlations in the same team they're they're opposite and i said dallas was playing orlando but actually san antonio is so my bad on that one but if i go into luca here after doing a hard refresh let's see if this loads and it does uh looks like he's you know most positively correlated to miles mcbride but even then it's it's so small in nba it's 0.03 if we go look at like hockey, you're going to see like 0 0.4, 0 0.37s. You know, we were looking at it, I think, yesterday. And then if we go look at NFL, you know, the quarterback wide receiver correlations are going to be very, very high. So just in general, correlations are higher on the negative end than they are on the positive end for NBA. So that's why, like we say, like, hey, you know, what stack types you're using aren't super important. You might even want to stay away from big stacks unless there's major value because in this case we see that hey luca's highest negative correlation is kyrie irving which basically means that when kyrie is shooting the ball those are shot attempts that luca doesn't have and they both can't benefit in that scenario so so i would say that you know 
if we're looking at negative correlation, you know, two shooters on the same team typically aren't that highly correlated to each other. Uh, if we want to take your question and kind of flip it on its head. All right. Next question here. Question says, with the new update, when I refresh my build, do I need to do it on the build for DraftKings, then the build for FanDuel, or just clicking on either build refresh for both? Good question. Uh, so this still is on a build-by-build build basis. So basically what he's saying is like, hey, if I'm playing the main slate for DraftKings, and I also have another tab up here for the main slate for FanDuel, if I refresh projections on this page, Will it also refresh the projections on FanDuel? And the answer is is no. Uh, one thing though is which which we can see here is when you switch slates, the refresh projections icon is going to spin, so it's going to refresh for you. So although it's not going to refresh across the board here, every time you click into a slate we are going to update the projections. So you can see that refresh projection icon spin. So we are checking if there are fresh projections for you. So every time you click into the build, the every time you click into a new slate, it will refresh for you. So that is, and then I think that that should stand true. So it looks like if I go build to build, it doesn't do that. If I go from build one to build two, Within the same slate, refresh does not go. If I go slate to slate from DraftKings to FanDuel, the refresh icon does spin. So key indicator is the icon spinning, yes or no, that will tell you the answer to your question. But, but it looks like we got it figured out there. All right, next question here from Henry. Henry said, is it best to run late swap for each contest individually to use the ROI for that contest sim, or can we group and just pick one contest sim? Is there a way to build once and then use that contest sim ROI? Okay, good question. So in an ideal world with, you know, all the time on your hands, yes, the ideal thing to do would be to late swap each contest individually because in late swap, you can only run one contest sim. Uh, so, so if you have the time, great. You know, a lot of people have, you know, time constraints, whether it be breaking news, whether it just be, you know, your, your life with work and family and, you know, trying to get your lineups in. And sometimes you got to cut corners like that's, that all happens. Uh, the way that I do it is I run a single late swap and I use, I pick out one contest, the contest that I typically care the most about, whether that be price to first, whether that be my biggest number of entry fees. You know, there's a couple different ways you can decide on that contest. Uh, and I just late swap all my lineups together. So, you know, that's just really for like time savings. Uh, you know, it's not perfect, but if you have the time, great. You know, split them up. If you don't have the time, that's okay. You know, a lot of people are doing two builds, one for single entry and three max, one for 20 max and one 50 max. And then in that scenario, you know, you're running two late swaps only. So that falls right in line with our DFS profit plan, which two late swaps is better than, you know, 10 late swaps. So two, I would say is definitely manageable. The biggest thing to remember 
is that when you come into start your late swap, so let me just get Andrew's file here. So when you come in here to start your late swap and you click the double-sided arrows, you just have to select the contest that you want to late swap. So say I come in here, you know, I want to do all of my, you know, 20 maxes, and then I just check these guys, and then it will now only late swap those three contests. So just something to remember when it comes to late swapping, if you want to do them separately, just check the ones you need and then leave the ones that you don't need unchecked. But that should solve the problem for you. All right. Uh, we had a we had a quick one here from Plan Man, and I did answer it, but I'll just uh, answer it again in case anybody else has this question. So is, is there a running transcript if you can't listen but can see? So if you're on... You're on YouTube and you go to like a past show. Actually, it's not past, it's future. So if I go back to yesterday's show, uh, if you click this CC button, closed captioning, this is like subtitles and then it will put subtitles for you here. So in case you can't listen, but you can see, that is how you do that. So good question. Okay, next question here from K Polo. And it looks like there's a little back and forth going on. Have not read that. So question said, greetings, Andrew. For NBA FanDuel, for my first initial late swap with my exposures, when I run it, for example, 60 lineups, it usually only gives me back about 50 lineups for late swap. So my workaround has been run late swap with defaults only. Then I would add back my exposures and few rules I have then it will give me a new 60 lineups for late swap. Just trying to figure out, is this a bug or am I doing something wrong, but has been like this for a while, happens on beta and prod. I did a open a ticket up, but I haven't heard anything back yet. Uh, looks like there was a little bit of back and forth here. So, so really what's happening is that when we run a late swap, the late builds have a timer and that's to make sure that you do get lineups back in like a reasonable amount of time, especially with late swap. We know that we're working within like 30 minute increments most often here. So what happens is the build runs late swap solver is much harder with players locked and salary locked and positions locked. So it takes longer to make it through all those iterations What's basically happening is that the build is timing out before it can meet your exposure request. Because the way we meet exposure requests is we don't, exposures are, are effectively like kind of not a rule per se. So a rule says, hey, put this player in the lineup. And then it does that. When you say 50% exposure, well, that's not technically a rule. So what we do is because a rule would apply to 100% of your lineups. So say that we're running, you know, something where you request 50% Luca. What we're doing is we're building lineups from the Sims and then we're seeing if they have Luca in them or not. And then we're putting the right amount of lineups with and without him into your pool to meet the request. Well, the problem is say that, you know, maybe he's not coming up very often because maybe you like him, but based on his projection, the builder doesn't like him. So then we're going to start trashing lineups until we start getting more with those players you're requesting in order to meet your exposures. Well, the problem is 
that trashing and rebuilding, trashing, rebuilding process the builder is going through can take more time. And then your build times out before it's rebuilt all of the lineups. So there's a couple ways you can combat this. Number one is to lower your exposure request, which it sounds like you're aware of, but obviously that's not ideal. Number two is to increase their exposures, the players in question. So when you increase their exposure, that gets taken into the sim, right? So say Luca's at 68. Well, maybe I'm not getting enough of him or my lineups aren't rebuilding fast enough. If I bump him up to like 73, you know, the builder is going to take that into account, right? So it's going to run the Sims and then whatever happens, it's going to add your custom projection adjustment on top of his fantasy point outcome in the Sims. That makes it more likely for him to come up more often. So the builder is going to be able to find the number of lineups it needs quicker in order to build all, rebuild all of your lineups prior to timing out. So projection adjustments will help significantly here. Another option is to lower the number of rebuilds that you're doing, right? So like when you're in a late swap and I have this late swap build up, you know, you have your swaps per lineup. Well, maybe instead of maxing it out to, you know, maybe you're doing, I don't know, like 25 iterations of each lineup. Maybe you do less, maybe you do 10. I mean, maybe you do 15, right? So you can mess around with the number of swaps per lineup to give the builder you know, it just, it has to find less lineups that match that criteria. And as you go later in the night, me personally, I always lower this number, you know, when, when, when one, two, three, four, you know, five, six, when six games have locked and like one is left, I don't need, you know, 20 versions of every remaining lineup. I probably need like five or 10 or even like halfway through the slate. If I'm at like 30, I might drop it down to like 20 or 15. So you know, as the night goes on, it's going to be harder and harder for the for the builder to, you know, find different versions of the lineup. So I think it's okay to lower the number of swaps per lineup uh, as the night goes on. So that's another thing that I would do. But effectively, that's what's happening. Those are ways to combat it, adjusting projections, lowering swaps per lineup, and giving the builder, you know, more time, maybe even lower min salary as the night goes on, right? Uh, maybe you're cranking this up to like 49,000 and then you know, maybe you're having trouble getting to something. So you lower to 48,000, right? Giving the builder more flexibility. So those are all ways to do it. And, and those are my suggestions. All right. Good question so far. Uh, question from Kenson. Question says, when I back test lineups for 150 max using my settings, they would have ended in the top 15. What tips do you have to find a way to get similar lines into a 20 max? The lines that finished so high were 121 and 135. Okay, so you know, this is this this is like a hard question, right? Because obviously if we know, if we knew that these lineups were going to be the highest scoring, we would have put them higher in your pool, right? Obviously, we want to help you win. We want to give you the best lineups. Now, we don't know for sure what lineups are going to be highest scoring, but that's why we approximated. That's why we have, you know, we're running the contest sim 100,000 times. We're trying to get a very uh, big sample here to see what lineups do best on average. At the end of the day, the slate only gets played one time. We don't know how that slate is going to play out. 
So in my opinion, you know, it's almost impossible to know like, Hey, you know, I'm playing 20 lineups, but like lineup 135 was, was, you know, the winner, you know, how do I get that lineup in my pool? The honest answer, in my opinion, is two things. One, you figure out a way to play more lineups. And one of the best ways to do that is to follow the DFS profit plan where you're playing 2.5 to 5% of your bankroll on a nightly basis. You're splitting that up into 25 to 50% single entering three max. So maybe you lean on the low side, maybe you lean on the 25% side, and then you do 50 to 75% into 20 max and 150 max. So you can do 75% on the large field side so you can get more lineups down while still being aware of your bankroll on a night to night basis. So one, play more lineups. And then two is look at, you know, how many good lineups you're building across your entire pool, right? So if you think about like uh, top 1% equity, right? So if you're building 5,000 lineups, maybe you're filtering out the negative ROI ones, and then you're left with, I don't know, 3,500 lineups. So from the, you know, or, or say you're building 500 lineups, you know, let's just do an easier example. Say, say you're doing 500 lineups, right? So what would 1% be? 1% of 500 would be five lineups. So what you can do here is say you're playing a 20 max. So you're playing the $1 20 max. So at the end of the night or the next day, go into your $1 20 max, see what the top 1% cutoff line score was. So if it's 30,000 entries, go and look at what the 300th place score is, write it down, and then go into your pool from the night before and then see how many lineups you had above that score. Now, if you are putting, so so if you have you know 500 lineups, then I, hopefully you would have five lineups above that score, right? That is like average. If you have five, you're, you're breaking even. If you have more, great. So then now it's not a question of, you know, am I building good lineups? Yes or no. It's like, okay, I just need to be consistent. I need to follow this process. I need to, you know, have good bankroll management and contest selection. And, you know, the, the, the lineups that are in these top 1% buckets will fall into my contest eventually if I continue to do these things. And then if you're building more than five, if you're building 10, you know, that just gives you more and more greater chance to achieve that. So it's, it's more on this broader spectrum, like, Hey, am I building good lineups? Yes or no. Okay. I just need to keep, you know, being consistent with my lineup building. And then those lineups are going to fall into my contest where I would be worried is if, you know, your top lineups were like a lower number, were lineup, you know, 30, lineup 40, lineup 50, and you were not playing those, maybe at that point, that means that you're skipping lineups. Maybe you're making too many adjustments after the fact, and the builders having to go too far down in your pool to give you lineups that meet your requests. So if you see something like that, then maybe I would, you know, loosen the reins a little bit. Maybe if you're setting a lot of min and max exposures, maybe take some of those off or maybe lower them by like half. So what, what you're seeing, you know, it happens. I think that, you know, if you're following the profit plan, then you might be able to get more lineups down on a night to night basis and hopefully get some of these into your pool. So those are my thoughts. All right.
Next question in the Discord. How do I set a rule with minutes at most one player under 25 minutes? Okay, so you want to set a rule saying use no more than one player under 25 minutes. So what I would do is go to settings, go to lineup rules, and then I would do a group automatic rule. And then I would say use no more than one, leave group by unchecked, very important. Go to stat requirements, go to minutes less than 25. And then now that you do that, you can hit save. And then you have this rule. So that will make sure that all players under 25 minutes are um, that you only use one of them. Now, if that's not working for you, because I'm not sure if you're going to be able to do that on the standard plan, because I think minutes are a detailed stat that come with the pro and ultimate subscriptions. What you could do is you could sort by minutes. You can scroll down here. And then you can just start checking these guys in. So I would do a group manual rule, use no more than one. And then you would just have to come in here. Oh no, actually you wouldn't be able to do that. And then I would, I would, I would check them in as like another option. Uh, and, and it's starting to go. So, but the auto auto rule works much better. All right. Uh, those are all the questions in the discord. Going to take a quick peek here. At the YouTube chat, uh, looks like Bill's nut is typing, so I'll give him a second here. So, uh, you know, but while I let Bill's nut get his question in, just want to remind you guys, you know, this show starting Monday next week is moving to 4 p.m. Eastern Monday through Friday, and we are adding a Saturday show at on a, on Saturdays at 11 a.m. Eastern. So, first Saturday show will be uh, the 10th here before the Super Bowl. So, giving you guys some additional opportunity to get some questions in prior to the big game and then starting monday after the super bowl we're going to move from 2 p.m eastern to 4 p.m eastern so i just want to make that last announcement here and question from bill's nut is in on the nba video scott recommended using nothing less uh this is nhl on the NHL video, Scott recommended using nothing less than a naked three stack. Exactly what kind of stack would I eliminate if I followed that rule? So a naked three stack is is a is a way of saying you don't want to use a stack that's like a, a less than a three, one, 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 however many ones there are in that equation. So what I would do is the easiest way to combat that is just to set a set a rule. That just says stack at least three players. So it would look like this. So stack basic, stack at least three. I usually leave goalie out. And what I normally do is just say must be on the same even strength or power play line. And this would guarantee that at a minimum, you have at least a single three stack in every single lineup. So if you want to, you know, take that into account, this is the way to do it. And you should be all set. But if you're looking for what a naked three stack is, if you go into your stack types, uh, naked three stack is right here. So this three with no additional numbers is what people refer to as a naked three stack. It's a three stack with no other stacks attached to it. But good question. But all right, we are all caught up with questions in both the Office Hours channel and the YouTube chat. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Good luck in all of your contests today, and I will see you all tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern. So until then, take care.
Good luck. I'll see you all. Thanks. Bye.